Hello, you lovely people. Welcome to podcast eight of the really bad mental health podcast. Great episode last week. Well done, guys. I thought it was really cool. Didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. But we got super deep. We, we did. did get deep. And I think that we had some really, really good chats about all the things we want to talk about, which is cool. But we did miss on a bit of banter. So this week, let's have a lighter episode. So we're going to be all about the bands this week. There is a little bit of seriousness, but let's get the bands in there, you know? Yes. How are you guys? What have you been up to? Tell me about it. What have you been up to? More, You've got more exciting uh, what you've been up to. Well, I mean, I have just jetted back from a uh, lovely holiday away. Thanks very much. Are you looking tanned? Yes, I am. <laughs> I won't show you my white bits, Lise, because I'm not that sort no. of guy. <laughs> <laughs> but you have, I'll show you anytime. Um, I don't really want to hear about your holiday, thanks. Oh, OK. Well, you'll be pleased to know that I've come back slightly under the weather, as you both know. Really, really good holiday. I'll tell you all about it later. What comes out of a holiday, it's a really, really relaxing times, some really, really stressful times and some really, really good rants. So let's save it to the end because I've documented all the good and all the bad things that have happened. And I'll tell you all <laughs> about it at the end. Is that cool? Cool. Excellent. So what have you guys been up to while I've been away? You know, I've missed you guys. I know it sounds funny. I've only been away seven days. Well, I proper missed you. Oh, we missed you too. Yeah, like we didn't record last week, which was rubbish. Oh, Harves, you didn't, you didn't miss me. Have you been away? <laughs> <laughs> of course I missed you. Of course I did. The last time I saw you guys was when we did Murph at the uh, at the box. Uh, yeah, I didn't know you were going on holiday. I just let you walk out. I, didn't... I was like, see at least. You're like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Yeah. I thought you were going the day after, so I was going to go, oh, yeah, have a good holiday. Murph at the box. Probably a sentence that doesn't make a great deal of sense. Well, what, what, what do you mean, Murph at the box? That, everyone knows what that means. <laughs> well, everyone apart from a lot of people. So uh, a bit of clarity on what Murph and, uh, and the box mean. Are you asking me? Because I don't know if I actually know. No, I do know. You, you should know. <laughs> I know. I don't mind which one of you answers. Just someone answer the question. Go on, Lise, go. I'll answer the question. So Murph is a Memorial Hero Award, which CrossFit set up. They did set up. They devise them, don't they? And we do them in honour of people who have lost their lives while serving to protect us and their country. And the Murph workout is a favourite workout of Navy Lieutenant Michael Murphy, who was killed in Afghanistan in June 2005 when he was just 29 and it consists of a mile run 100 pull-ups 200 press-ups 300 squats and another mile run and if you are exit you should wear a weighted vest as well okay two things to clarify wad means workout of the day and rx is the as prescribed yeah the prescribed weights uh, which is normally a distant dream for me. And just to add something to this is everyone who thinks, why do you do CrossFit? And we do get asked that a lot. You learn another language. You know, that's another thing to, you know, add to your bow is that you learn to speak another language. WOD, RX, AMRAP. We can explain all these as the time goes on. But yeah, the last time I saw you was when we did Murph in the box. And it was horrendous. It is, it's a hard workout. It's a tough workout, isn't it? It is, it is a hard workout. Yeah, and I think, you know, for the, the likes of us that aren't superhuman, you know, and I'll leave you out of this, Lise, we don't wear a weighted vest. I did see you putting a weighted vest on, but I, I didn't wear a weighted vest. So I did the mile run, which was fine for me, 100 pull-ups and, and 200 press-ups. I've got a bit of a shoulder injury, so I couldn't do that. So I had to switch it out. So the good thing is with these, like, memorial wads is everyone can still get involved and do whatever they want, and you can you can mix it up and change it. But it was really cool to see everyone there. The chap who died, Michael Murphy, the reason why it's sort of there is because 
it was originally called body armor body armor that's right yeah it was one of his favorite workouts yeah so that's what he used to do in all his kit wouldn't it he'd put that on and that's what he'd do and that was like a standard workout which you must be a machine to be able to do that and the chap you know they there's a film you know named after him or sorry a film about his life which is lone survivor i don't know if you guys have seen it but yeah since, have you yeah yeah uh, i need to watch Good. it yeah since it was sort of like you know we were talking about in in the crossfit gym you know it made me think i should watch that because he got a medal of honor and a purple heart yeah so he was under they were under fire weren't they him and his team of navy seals were under fire and he couldn't get a signal to call for backup and help so he put himself out in the clearing in the firing line got shot in the back carried on making the call went back to fight with his with his um team and yeah and that's you know they're the sort of people that memorial wads celebrate I absolutely you know the, the things they do are incredible and you know we just remember them and the amazing things they do and it's something we can do every year yeah yeah i do love that crossfit uses those uh memorial wads to sort of honor people yeah, i think it's a really good idea and it acts as a great motivator as well when you're doing them and you're struggling to do it when you think about the person that that workout is named after and produced in honor of yeah and i mean that's why i wore a vest because i can't i'm not i've got an arm elbow problem so i can never i'm never gonna be able to push up properly and pull-ups probably are going to be hard but i put a vest on because i want to make it as hard as possible for me so i can kind of like you say when you're doing that last mile run all you want to do is give up but you think about these people out there who, you know, they don't give up. They go that extra mile above and beyond without even thinking. No hesitation. It's fantastic, isn't it? And that's, if I'm honest, that's one of my CrossFit goals. So that's one of the things I want to be able to do. You know, when I first started CrossFit and people say, oh, what do you want to do? I was like, well, I don't really know. But as time's gone on and I've been doing it for, you know, 18 months, nearly two years now, I want to be able to RX, so complete Murph as prescribed with a weighted vest on. That's one of my massive goals. I'd love to be able to do that. What about you guys? What would you want to do? Uh, so one of my goals this year actually is happening in a few weeks. I'm going to compete in the Rainhill Trials, my first individual CrossFit event. Wow. So that was one of my things to do a competition on my own. That's going to be cool. And I hope you're going to represent bad. Uh, yeah. Excellent. Good work. Good work. Yeah. What about you, Hubs? What would you? What's one of your goals? Well, I don't know if you remember, but right back when we started, there was a whiteboard in the gym where you wrote your goals on it. Yeah yeah mine was simple it was four words it was lift more sweat less the first part of that i've achieved the second part is impossible <laughs> i have goals to progressively just to keep improving and also there's a couple of movements like double under skipping which we've discussed before which continues to elude me but i'm determined to get that out of the way and yeah it's just that progress as long as i keep progressing Absolutely. I wrote on that board muscle up. That was one thing I wanted to do because I thought, you know, walking into the gym and the whiteboard got moved almost straight away of me joining the gym. And but I'd written on their muscle up because I just saw someone do it and thought that's super cool. I'd love to be able to do that. It's such a simple movement. So a muscle up for the people who don't know is you would grab onto a bar that's above your head like a monkey bar and you swing and you get your upper body above the bar. So the bar would go from above your head to where your waist is. And I think that's super cool, yeah. Harves, I can help you with your double unders. And do you know how? What is that? <laughs> no, uh, tell me how. Because I made a purchase today of something that is super cool. And I am super excited about getting it. Hopefully it won't take long. I went onto the Dope Ropes website and bought a beaded skipping rope 
as used by Lauren Jumps. So you wait. We will be smash. You can borrow it. We'll be smashing double unders before you know it. And then the next thing we'll do is we'll start another Instagram account called Adam and Adam Skips with no shirts on. How about that? I'm looking forward to this. Mm, I think this is another one of those things we should have discussed prior. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to drop that now. But anyway, we can double under and you can let her do tricks because it is awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't think the rope is the limiting factor in my case, but we'll go with that. <laughs> oh, really? You don't think so? Oh, okay. Um, talking of memorial wads, there's something coming up soon, Lise, that's close to your heart. I don't know if you want to talk about that. Yeah, so this weekend, our box in Shaftesbury is going to do the Barrett Memorial Wad, which is a wad in memory of a guy, Barrett, who was the son of Chris, who I met. Well, I haven't met, but I got in contact with over Instagram. So we did this workout back in November last year, I think. And I posted about it and he got in touch with me saying, oh, how did you find out about it? This is a memorial um, workout for my son. And yeah, so it's uh, 11 rounds of six burpees, 12 sit-ups, 16 box jumps and a 200 meter run. And all of those represent, um, so 11 was the age he was when he died. 12 sit-ups was the day he died six burpees was the month of June and 16 box jumps was the year that he died. And they were his favorite movements that he used to do when he went to CrossFit with his dad. Um, unfortunately he drowned um, in an accident and Chris got in contact and he's a lovely guy. I've, you know, I've had quite a few chats with him about my mum passing away and just death and grief in general. And he's such a good guy. And they came up with this workout and he did it at his box and um, they used it as a benefit to raise money for uh, Barrett's funeral and his medical costs and they had about 350 people turn up sort of locally and from his box and they all did it and wow. he does it on Barrett's birthday and the anniversary of his death so we're going to do it again this weekend at the box I'm not here I'm on holiday so I'll either do it in Turkey or we're going to do it when I get back together yeah I mean I know Chris has got one of our t-shirts over in Texas hasn't he because he is brave and yeah. determined yeah without a doubt and I think so I didn't know how Barrett passed away and that is devastating you know that that is really devastating and fair play to him I know he said that CrossFit has been a really big focus in his life since Barrett passed and it's been that family and that belonging that he needed to get him through those dark times and to just support him and do that memorial award would be a fantastic thing now as you guys know I'm a bit sick at the moment so I'm probably going to miss the award on Saturday so Lisa we were talking beforehand that me and you might just go up to the box on Friday and just do it together yeah and that would be a really cool thing to do and probably emotional I would think yeah and he says he loves seeing people post about it. So if anyone else ever does it or wants to do it, if they tag um, or hashtag Barrett Memorial Ward, Chris Michalik or... CrossFit Deer Park in Texas, isn't it? They love seeing other people do it. So everyone get involved, do it. You know, even if you're not a CrossFitter, is all you no. need. I mean, even a box jump, you know, a box jump is you jump up onto a box that's for a, for a guy, I think it's 24 inches, for a girl it's 20 inches. Is that right? Or he said, like, when they do it at their box, if there's too many of them, they just do squats. Yeah instead you so, can literally do it yeah. in the park and go and do it and then tag yeah tag them in it. they'd love to that'd see be it fantastic wouldn't it that'd be yeah that'd be great well i'm really looking forward to doing that yeah it's a good one cool 300 for 300 the date is getting closer we are nearly there it's like what a week and a bit away don't i'm gonna come back from holiday yeah i'm gonna be like full of bad food full of booze <laughs> 
<laughs> sunburn. It'll be fine. We'll get through it. Um, so Dan at Anthropic is designing us some t-shirts, which is really cool. So we're going to have some really cool uh, merch coming through from that. What are we doing, Lise? Go on. 300 burpees, 300 calories on the assault bike, 300 squat, all in a weighted vest. And? Oh, are we going to do... Yeah, there was a mention of a run at the end of it. A mile run is then three miles in total. I'm not doing a three mile run in a vest. That would finish me off. <laughs> I reckon we should add a mile each. Halves, what are you yeah, saying? Halves, you look like you're going to say something. Why, why are you even asking me? Because I don't have a say. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever. I just want you to uh, to explain the reasons for it, Ad. That's what I was going uh, to ask for. Yeah, nice. So the halves is, everyone can hear that halves is just committed to the mile run. So that's great. We'll, we'll bang that on the end. <laughs> um, 300 for 300 is... We need 300 people to raise 300 pounds to give 300 people early intervention, life-saving counselling. And that's what this whole push is about. We are having a movement where we're going to get people to just, first of all, raise awareness that there's people out there who need this early intervention, life-saving counselling and are struggling to get it because of the delays through the NHS. And we want to help as many people as we can to get that counselling that the three of us have really benefited from in the past. And that is what 300 300 is about. So if you want to donate some money that's going to help people with the early intervention, life-saving counselling, please get in touch with us at thebraveanddeterminedcompany at gmail.com or, you know, come with us come and do something you know we said walk 300 dogs bake 300 cakes eat 300 blades of grass whatever you want to do well, don't don't eat 300 blades of grass <laughs> disclaimer don't do that why not because it'll chlorophyll you up oh i think grass has got a lot of fiber in it it might be good for you you never know I'm still going to suggest people err on the side of caution and don't eat the grass. Yeah, don't do that. But if you want to help us with 300 300, please get in touch. And if you want to come and support Harv through his one mile run, please do so. <laughs> I think we should run the, the run as a relay because I want to do three miles. Well, as in like you go, I go, Harv goes. So I go first, I get back, then me and you go least, then I get back and then we go with Harv. So he only does one mile, you do two and I'll do we three. Do. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. I can do two miles. Let's do that. And you only have to walk at halves because we're still trending. By that point. Brave halves, honey. <laughs> but you get, you'll get about a 10-minute rest. My hamstrings are very, yeah, they are very restrictive. But um, whatever, let's do it. It's for charity. It's for charity, mate. Yay. And it's to help people. It's to help people who need some help because there are people out there. We get contacted quite a lot, don't we, with people asking for help and, you know, saying they're struggling. So, you know, if anyone can help us to help people get, get in contact, that'd be really grand. Thank you very much. Harves, you've got some exciting news. Have I? Yes. You know, you are now the, the trained podcast, podcaster? Podcaster. 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 Well, I'm not really a trained podcaster. I, um, I just did a little bit of, I did a webinar with progressive success so they did an online uh, webinar because well all webinars are online that's because they've got the word web in them Thanks and uh, we just need to you know polish our podcasting skills so i basically sat through the webinar and continuously took photos of the slides and sent them to ad so that he could actually do the learning and i could just uh, attend it <laughs> But you've got the certificate, which is pinned on your fridge. So you are the most trained out of all of us. Yeah, congratulations. Well done, Harv. Well done. Congratulations. And we have hit a groundbreaking moment with podcast number eight, I believe. We have, yes, because of, as part of my very in-depth one hour long training, 
Uh, actually, it was 90 minutes. I'm doing myself a disservice there. They said that most podcasts don't go beyond seven episodes before the, the people chuck them in. So um, here we are, episode number eight. Round of applause, everyone. We're here. We're, we're staying. We're not going anywhere. And we've got plans for <laughs> Whether more. you like it or not. Whether you like it or not, yeah. Whether you want to listen or not, because you don't have to. You do. <laughs> Just turn it off if you don't want to. No, you do. If you're listening, don't turn it off because you'll hurt our feelings. And it's going to get funny, I promise one day so whilst i was away on holiday my plan was to listen back to all our episodes and sort of pick up on you know where we've improved and how better i couldn't listen it was so cringy the first one was terrible <laughs> <laughs> i listened to about the first 30 seconds and i had to switch it off and thought i can't even listen i can't listen to that anymore so i turned it off and just didn't listen so that bad yeah you listen to it about at least tonight listen to oh, podcast number one yeah you can't when when you get to about podcast four, it starts getting okay, and then like as as it goes on, they get better. Last week was a bit deep, and we didn't have quite as much banter as we normally do, but it was pretty heavy. And that's you know we are a mental health podcast, so you know it's progressive, and we're not experts in this. We've never done it before. You know this is three of us sat on Zoom having a laugh, so you know absolutely, absolutely. So if this is your first episode, so our episode eight, if this is the first time you've listened to us, go back to episode four. Don't go back further than that. Yeah, don't listen to the first ones. And when we were talking on the last episode about us being involved with Alfred Radio, we've only sent them from podcast six. So on Alfred Radio, they'll never get podcast one to five. Lucky people. Yeah, now this is being broadcast on Alfred Radio. Unless they go and find our podcast, they won't ever listen to the first five. So that's fine. That's absolutely fine by me. That's not a problem. We've also got to discuss, we've got a slight name change, Harv. Want to take us through that? Yeah, we do have a name change. So again, as part of my training and our desire to reach more people, uh, we've decided to change the name to incorporate the words mental health for searchability reasons, really, more than anything. We're a mental health podcast or we're loosely mental health and we're a really bad one at that. But we want people to be able to find us um, and our name, The Really Bad Podcast, although we enjoyed the name because it was very factual. It's not really going to help people <laughs> tell people what we do. It just tells us how we do it. <laughs> so we, we needed to get the words mental health in there, really, to just just get us you know, more accessible and hopefully more people uh, will find us. On that ad, we're available on more platforms now, I believe. I finally, whilst I've been on holiday, had a little bit of time sat next to the pool. You've been on holiday this week? Oh, did I not tell you? I'm also <laughs> in the fire service, have I never told you that? Um, <laughs> this is the unprofessional us laughing bit. I'll cut this bit out, but you know I won't. So whilst I was on holiday, I managed to put us onto Apple Podcasts, Google Platform, TuneIn, Deezer, Heart loads of stuff loads of things i'd wow. never even heard of and it was actually really simple so i don't know why i had been messing around for so long with with not doing that so we are now available on apple Podcasts. so yeah but again we say this on the podcast but people listening to the podcast so they know that we're available either on apple Podcasts or whatever platform they're listening to so we really should put this out in a different way rather than on the podcast yeah the chicken or the egg what came first egg chicken lease tell us about you went away this weekend. How was your drop-in session at the CrossFit box? Uh, <laughs> wow. So this weekend, which was the Jubilee weekend here, I took my dad to see my auntie and some of his family. We went and stayed in Suffolk. And I thought, oh, I know it would be a good thing to do. I'll do a drop-in session at CrossFit. There must be one in Ipswich, which is kind of like the nearest, biggest town to where my auntie lives. So I went on Instagram, searched CrossFit Ipswich, came up with this page. 
sent them a, the worst thing is I sent them a message I said oh hi my name's Lisa uh, I'm coming to stay with my auntie this weekend I'd love to do a drop-in session can you let me know how much it is what times you're doing them I'm a member of CrossFit Shaftesbury in North Dorset so this lovely guy came back to me told me the times he's available said in his post that it costs twenty dollars uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you know maybe just put the dollar sign and the worst part is that even went on their website as well to look at the form you fill in and that said dollars and I was just thinking oh maybe they've got like an American based web designer or something I didn't really think about it so I messaged him back and said oh yeah great if I'm there early enough Friday I'll come Friday afternoon if not I'll be there Saturday morning and as the week went on I kept looking at his page and like some of the people on there were proper athletes like I did I thought god if she's just got a lot of like good athletes and they're, ve- and they're very tanned <laughs> yeah it got to Friday afternoon I thought oh I just go on again and check that I've got a lot because you're supposed to log in so you're coming I realized it was CrossFit Ipswich in Australia oh, <laughs> I was oh. Gonna get so not only did I look like a lemon this guy must have been like why she's telling me she's in North Dorset but anyway so I didn't get to go He's probably thinking, where the hell, where the hell's North Dorset, mate? As he's wrestling a crocodile. Yeah, that must be a new place. <laughs> I'd just like to apologise to any Australians listening to the podcast. And then it turned out when I went back on, and the weird thing is, I never have my phone on loud, so it's always on silent. When I listen to his videos, he's clearly Australian when he's talking uh, in his videos on Instagram. <laughs> so yeah, so I didn't get to go and watch out. I went to CrossFit Lillestrom in Norway and there was, I walked in and was like, oh, hi. And this guy was like, oh, hello, mate. How's it going? I was like, oh, you're English. He's like, oh, yeah, I lived in Brighton for like my whole life. And then switched <laughs> into Norwegian. He's like, yeah, my mum's Norwegian. But he's like, I'll run, the, I'll run this session in English and just totally ran the whole thing in English. And, and basically just everyone had to get along in it, whether they spoke English or not, because he just wanted me to feel welcome. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, they're really, really cool. Really, if anyone's ever travelling, you know, in, in the south of Norway and goes near Lillestrom, definitely hook up CrossFit Lillestrom. They were really, really cool people. Really nice. Yeah, so I didn't get to go to CrossFit Ipswich. Maybe one day that could be a life goal. Get to CrossFit Ipswich in when Australia. We get, when we get that Nando's, <laughs> um, the Black Nando's card, we'll <gasps> get to Australia and uh, get over there and, and do that. Can CrossFit. I just tell you, I have not been to Nando's in nearly two weeks. But I think I found a new favourite restaurant. Oh, my God. Oh, really? no. You're not cheating on Nando's. Well, not, not really. You're going to half our listening population by dropping this in. Not massively, because it's not, it wasn't chicken. It was a burger. But I went to Flatiron on Thursday. And I'm not joking. The burger I had in there was quite possibly the best thing I've eaten in my life. Wow. Where was that? Is that in Bournemouth? No, in London. Oh, OK. Because I had a day out. Yes, you did. Yes, so I went to the Top Gun two and went to the Flatiron restaurant. Wow, the best burger! It's a steak restaurant, so they do steak and burger. And honestly, it was brilliant. If anyone could see Half's face, he's just had a four-letter tirade. <laughs> Why does he not like steak? Well, because you've dropped steak, and he's thinking you went to a steak house and you got a burger. I reckon that's what he's going to say. Lisa, I love a burger, and if you go to a steakhouse, you do not order the burger i mean i don't know if it's a steakhouse it's it's like a steak restaurant oh well there's a massive difference there <laughs> it kind of it, it sells itself as a remarkable steak restaurant yeah and you had you had the burger honestly though it was the best burger i've ever eaten have you got a photo of it you have no, you? i ate it so quickly i haven't but i can show you this is the instagram photo of it 
Look at that. Right, everyone, get on flat. What's their steakhouse called? Flat Iron. It's called, so their Instagram is Flat Iron Steak. Flat Iron Steak. Get on there and have a look at the burger. Oh, honestly. Decent. And if you're in London, they've got quite a few restaurants. Right, that's another day out we need to have. We'll go and get a burger yeah. in London. Just nip out for one of them. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Talking of Insta Lease, we got some good news this week. We did. Yeah, what's our milestone? Tell us about it. We hit a thousand followers. Wow. Four months to the day. That's got to be some world record, hasn't it? <laughs> I don't know much about Instagram, but, you know, it's pretty good. So we're now on 1,018 followers. Wow. We are. And we love each and every one of you. Yeah, we really do. That's such a cool thing. Who is the most followed person on Instagram? That's a question. It's pro- is it like, is it Beyonce? <laughs> I bet, no, I, I reckon it could be Jason Derulo. <laughs> Jason Derulo. I saw Jason Derulo once at the big. Uh, no, it's Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, of course, yeah. 415 million followers. 415 million? Holy smokes. And we're on 1,018. Well, we're nearly there. We're kind of in the same league. We're getting there, aren't we? Slowly. Well, I would just say that I love each of our 1,000 followers, and I don't think Cristiano loves each of his, how many? 450 million, wasn't it? 450 million. Yeah, he doesn't love all them. No, you can't do. You can't spread the love that much, can you? We can. There's three of us for 1,018, so we can yeah. all spread our love. Yeah. So, Lise, over to you for this week's question. <laughs> so, this week, after last week's podcast, um, a couple of people said, could we talk a little bit more about the physical symptoms of mental health, which I know halves kind of touched on last week so they just kind of want to know a little bit more about what physical symptoms our mental health problems have had so over to you halves okay well my mental health journey has really involved a lot of anxiety and high anxiety if you like almost uh from morning noon and night when i was in my my worst state and that did really manifest itself in in physical ways for me um which in turn makes it even more of a battle to deal with because you're trying to almost sort of quell the physical symptoms um, and deal with the mental symptoms at the same time. So for me, it was, yeah, you get the textbook uh, palpitations, sweaty palms, that kind of thing. But I had all sorts of problems with my vision. My, my eyesight would go blurry or just distorted. Uh, my balance would go. Um, sometimes I'd feel like, you know, when you're walking down the stairs and you, you when you're little, you walk down the stairs, you're not looking where you're going and you think there's an extra step and there isn't one that feeling but often so it wasn't fun anymore so yeah there was that um really sort of restlessness so i would be i'd blink a lot i'd twitch my breathing would be really erratic Uh, i just couldn't stay still my hands like hands touching my face all the time pulling your hair all sorts all sorts of physical stuff going on um which I think some people don't realise and other people maybe have only just come to realise that those physical symptoms are a manifestation of a mental health problem rather than summit on their own. So how did you get over that? Because you don't do you don't do that now. I mean, no, I I still have I have I can feel it coming now, but I know what it is. Uh, And there are a few things I do, mainly breathing wise to get on top of that early door. So at least touch on CBT when she spoke about uh, counselling a couple of weeks ago. And a lot of the CBT practices I put into practice almost daily. So although you say I don't do it now, there will be times. I mean, I could be in a meeting at work. I, I work for a company that has a lot of meetings um, and I could feel those physical symptoms of anxiety coming on um, and I'll do something. There's a, there's like this 
box breathing exercise where you you follow what well, you follow like a rectangular shape and you breathe in on the short side and out on the long side because the the way to control your breathing from an anxiety point of view is it's about getting the oxygen out rather than you know in a sports way where you're trying to get the oxygen in you're, you're trying to get the oxygen out because your body's got too much adrenaline too much oxygen and it's all you know it's on um it's on high alert so i would for instance be looking at a a screen in the in the meeting room and i'll be following the square and i'll be doing three breaths in or four breaths in on the short side five out on the long side just in my head just to control my breathing get my grounding back together and that's i do that multiple times a week even now but that stops the manifestation coming on stronger of the um the physical symptoms that's really cool you talk about that because i didn't actually know that do you know what i mean i, I didn't i didn't know how to control your breathing in a way you know i've heard of like is it you do like four seconds in and three seconds out or something like that yeah so it's the reverse of that so the out breaths you've got the the, the longer time spent on the out breaths it's about controlling the, your your breathing and just regulating it so you're bringing it down to a more settled settled level and the other thing as well that um i know i know a few people do and i have done it before is if you're in, if you're in a bad space mentally particularly with anxiety and you, you you kind of feel like you're losing control or things are spinning out of control you can name five things that you can see name five things you can hear name five things that you could smell for instance it's just anything that gets you in touch with your senses and then turn in touch with the actual reality and it's just a grounding exercise where you are because with, with anxiety particularly you have a tendency to you just wander off mentally and it, you know your 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 brain is reacting overreacting to a situation normally do you think you had those symptoms before you realized you were like you had the problems with the anxiety like did you have them earlier than your mental health problems yeah 100 yeah i didn't recognize them for what they were then i used to think that they were physical symptoms of another another condition um, which was one of the reasons I had such a battle w internally with accepting a, a mental health diagnosis because I had a physical, what appeared to me as a physical problem. So you're going back to the doctors and saying, I can't see properly, I can't breathe properly. And they're telling you it's your mental health. And you're saying, no, it's not. It's, you know, I'm I'm dying here, effectively. That's how, you, that's how I felt. That's what I thought. Um, and I had numerous, you know, medical scans on, on heart, um, heart ECGs, uh, and various other scans and blood tests and all the rest of it and everything, you know, which is great, came back um, fine. So it was, yeah, it was a real internal battle to accept the physical things I was feeling were a manifestation of a mental health condition. Yeah, that's tough, man, isn't it? Especially like a guy, you know, how old were you at the time? Early 20s? Early, early 20s, yeah. Yeah, and like you, like you say, you're, you're in your head, you're saying there's something really wrong here, Doc. You know, you're, you're missing the point here. You're missing what I'm telling you. I can't see properly. How can you even think that's a mental health problem? Whereas actually he knows what he's talking about and he's saying that's the manifest of all these problems building up and it's coming out in a physical way. Yeah, I mean, that is really cool that you talked about the bright breathing stuff because that's hopefully some lessons out there for people and I'll certainly take something away from this. So thanks, Arv. Yeah, no problem. When you don't accept it, it the physical symptoms get worse because you, your anxiety is ramping up and up. So, you know, and, it just, and that's when it turned into a a once or twice a day thing to an all day thing to a waking up in the night panic attack thing thinking great when i wake up in the morning i'm going to be in that state again and that's when for me it started, things started getting really bad with substances should we say because you're trying to do everything you can not to feel that way and to feel a different way 
um, and take you away from that reality, which isn't, you know, long-term is not a good solution. I, uh, I feel for anybody that might be at that stage of their journey right now. Well, and if there is anyone at that stage of their journey, get in touch or, you know, seek some help, go to the doctor. And, you know, the first thing that we, we keep talking about is the acceptance, isn't it? Is to accept that there there is a problem and try and fix it. And once you can get on top of that, hopefully the door will open to um, some solutions to help, you know. The acceptance side of things is, is, is important because one thing for me that was really important in my recovery was when, when one of the doctors said to me, I don't think we're going to get rid of what you've got. I think we have to learn how to manage it. And that was actually a really important moment for me rather than thinking that I've got this problem. We've, I finally admitted I've got this problem. Now it needs to go away. And then you're getting frustrated at the fact that it doesn't just go away. You know, you have to manage it. And what I've said today about sitting in meetings and doing breathing exercises or taking my sertraline pill every morning is, is me managing it. And I'm, I'm totally okay with that. But that's another bit of acceptance you have to do. What I had to do on the journey is to say, well, I'm not, you know, I'm never going to get rid of this completely. I just need to learn how to manage it. Thanks, Harves. My mum, just touched a so little on what you said there. My mum, before she got diagnosed with her dementia and the Parkinson's, she suffered really badly with anxiety and health anxiety. And she was prescribed quite a few different drugs and sort of propranolol and things like that. And she hated taking them. She didn't want to take them. And I used to say to her, like, if it helps, you know, if you had a broken arm, you'd put a cast on it and you'd just accept that if you've got diabetes or if you've got some sort of illness where they say here's the tablet you know and it will help make things better you just take it but she was yeah she hated taking medication or the thought of taking it but she said just take it you know and if it helps it doesn't matter does it like you know you've got to get those symptoms under control and there's no shame in it no no shame at all like you say if you've broken your leg you have a plaster cast everyone can see that you know and then a broken leg isn't automatically healed when the plaster cast comes off. You have to work with that leg to rehabilitate it over a year. And it might never be back to where it was before. And you have to learn to live with your leg damaged the way, you know, and our mental health is exactly the same. People have to understand this, don't they? They do. So um, that's me talking about physical symptoms. Anybody else going, anybody else to share? I mean, mine, mine aren't as half of in, in depth of yours half, but if I go, you know, I talk about what I went through last year and basically I was at CrossFit. I knew there was a lot of stress and strains in life, but I thought it was okay. I'd moved up some weights on the dumbbells and I put my back out a bit. So I was, you know, I thought oh, I'll have a bit of time off CrossFit and I'll go see Clara and see physio. So, and I'd been getting like indigestion pains in my chest and thinking, oh, you know, I'm eating something that I shouldn't be. I don't really know what that is. And then, I had an appointment with Clara in the morning and I was driving and this is again one of those pivotal moments in your journey and it's around what I've spoken about before of being in the garden with one of my mates when he said I don't think you're okay this is another pivotal moment for me that made me think Do you know this this something is going wrong here I was driving to see Clara and I got this incredible chest pain that indigestion pain again and I thought to myself god like what I haven't eaten anything so it can't be indigestion and I remember thinking god you know that's really hurting right in the center of my chest and I got to Clara and and she was like you okay and I said oh just got this almighty pain that won't go and she and that was her then she sort of said to me are you okay and I was like yeah I think I'm okay and she was like okay you're you're here you've you've gone up slightly on your weights at CrossFit but you know you haven't done anything dramatically and you're getting chest pains some something's not right here you know and and i can't remember now because it's a bit of a blur to me what happened back then but that could have been this this very same day that i ended up speaking to my mate in the garden 
Do you know what I mean? And that was the sort of how how it went from there. So, you know, it was it was the cortisol levels in my body were obviously at a high, which is the stress hormone, which makes you more susceptible to injury. You know, this was all explained to me later. And at the same time, those chest pains are like are ghost pains. They're your brain saying, you know, your body can't cope with what it's going through anymore. So it gives you these pains to say you need to slow down effectively. I still get those now very occasionally, but I still get them. But it makes me stop, think about what I'm doing, try some breathing, take some deep breaths, think about am I stressed out? Am I am I anxious about something? Is there something underlying that I'm not dealing with? And it's it's like a reminder that this is going to be forever. And I'm okay with that. I'm absolutely okay with that. And it's kind of like my warning signal to say, Hey man, take a look at yourself. What about you, Lisa? Anything from you? Probably similar to you. Like I get tight chest and I can feel it coming on. Like I, if I get overwhelmed, like today at work, for example, I had a lot to do before I left and I was like, I'm not going to get all this done. And I start getting like a tight pain in my chest. And again, like you, I just have to kind of go take a breath. You can only do one thing at a time, you know, make a list, do these things, get them done. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I'm anxious, I don't sleep very well. That that's kind of one of my main things, which then has a knock-on effect for the rest of the day. But yeah, I'm not again, unlike you guys, I'm I don't suffer too badly with physical symptoms. It's just more the anxiety and things like that. And I can tell inside. I know like you say, like you're on high alert and everything's I'm just stressed all the time. And I just feel stressed, but it's just I say finding something that can take you away from that. Like you have the same about the five things that you can see or touch or you know smell that's a really good one and yeah and just breathing and just bringing it back to you know sometimes I just have to take a step out of where I am as well like so at work get up go away from my desk make a cup of tea or whatever come back and just be like right let's just calm down a bit <laughs> you know and I do get I get so anxious like this morning I sent you like my thoughts go into overdrive yeah what if what if yeah all the what ifs like worst case scenarios all the time I'm never like I'm going on holiday. It's going to be fine. I'm like, oh my god, I'm going on holiday. What's going to go wrong? You know, <laughs> but, you know. So I just, like, I really feel anxious about going tomorrow. Are you going on holiday? I'm going on holiday. Aye. So yeah, but I feel anxious about it already. I'm anxious about like taking the right clothes. I'm anxious about what I've taken. I'm anxious about getting to the airport. I'm anxious about the queues. I'm anxious. <laughs> I'm not anxious about flying, weirdly, but I'm just anxious about change. Like it just sort of unsettles me for a few days. But it'll be fine. So one thing that I actually do, and I've just kind of remembered it now, if I get stressed out, it sounds crazy, but I take my shoes off and I just put my feet on the floor because it makes oh. me kind of feel grounded, feeling my feet on the floor. Mm -hmm. And that could just be in the office at work. So I do, you know, people say to me, oh, you've got no shoes on. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I just say, oh, I was changing my shoes. And I, and I don't have shoes on for a bit because it makes me feel kind of grounded, which is weird. Oh, give but that a try. It works for me. So, yeah, try it. Try it. Talking of anxious, going on holiday and the the sort of, the the build up of feelings before going on holiday i have got a bit of a a story an ongoing story of my holiday i don't know if you guys are up for hearing it it's gonna be yeah we love an adam column story <laughs> okay not really but we'll go with it okay <laughs> thanks <Al. laughs> we got nothing else to talk about so so i want to touch on something you said there lise of the anxiety of the holiday because you think Oh, I need a holiday. I'm so stressed out. Life's too too much for me at the moment. I just need somewhere to chill. If I could just sit on a beach in, you know, Marrakesh, all my problems will be solved. 
So you go and book a holiday and then you've got the finances. How am I going to pay for it? Because I've put it on a credit card or I've done it on the never, never, or, you know, I've sold my car to go on holiday, whatever you've done, you know, then you've got the ad added stuff of COVID, you know, all of that build up of right COVID pass, you know, how's it going to go for the airport? I'm leaving my family behind. How are they going to be? The, the, the world's never perfect for you to just get up, take your stuff and go, is it? No. You think I want this holiday, but then there's all this anxiety around it. And I kind of want to talk about that, really, and how my week panned out. Now, I'm going to caveat, because we love the word caveat on the Really Bad Mental Health podcast. I'm going to caveat <laughs> with we had a lovely holiday. So we had a really, really relaxing time. But <laughs> but this is how it started, right? Everyone's knackered. We got up at I think it was 1.30 in the morning our alarms were set for. So we get up at 1.30 to get to the airport because our flight out of Bristol was 6am. So all of a sudden, you know, everyone's knackered before you've even started. So we're all starting tired. So we get to the airport, we get through all the, the baggage checks and everything. And everyone's like, someone's feeling sick one minute, you know, someone's, you know, wants to go shopping, but the shops are shut. And I'm like, look, everyone just chill. We're going to get there. It's okay. You know, let's all be cool. So we all get on the plane we're on an Airbus A321, which I'm sure you guys will will know and love. Everyone loves the A the A series from Airbus, don't they? Fantastic. Place. Yeah, I could have been an air hostess. That's a story for another time. Yeah, that's a really was a really glamorous job. I wouldn't do it now. I got offered a job with Monarch and British Midland. I didn't take it. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Did you know that? that did you know that Virgin Atlantic have just become the first airline to allow their air hostesses and hosts stewards to, to to show their tattoos? Yeah. How much has it taken to 2022 for that to be a thing? What if you've got tattoos on your hand then? Have you got to wear gloves all the time? I have no idea. I just think it's crazy. I don't think you, yeah. Did you never used to get the job if you've got a visible tattoo? Well, it depends what the tattoo is of, doesn't it? That, you know, that's the, the caveat to that is, you know, if you've got a flower tattooed on the back of your hand, is, I'm sure that's okay. But if you've got some... No, you know, I don't think you can. I don't think up until now you could have tattoos on show. That's, yeah, I, I saw. I only saw the headline, but that's what I took from it. Well, there you go. There's a fact for everyone. Fun fact. So on an A3, on the A321, it's three seats and three seats and the aisles in the middle. So obviously there's four of us traveling. There's me and my wife and the two kids. So my wife and the two kids are on one side. I sit on the other side next to two people. Know what I'm saying? Nice. You got the, you got the, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll go on my own. Don't worry. Hang on. You ain't heard this story yet. <laughs> <laughs> So I sit down, there's no seat, ne there's no one in the seat next to me. Then Winning. the Spanish, Spanish lady gets on holding a baby. She's like, oh, that's my seat. So I go, oh, yeah, cool. So she starts sitting next to me. And then the husband comes up, a couple of people behind, and he's like, ah, oh, my seat's behind you. Would you mind swapping? So I think, think hang on a minute. I'm going to play my ace card here because there's a baby going to be sat next to me, the dad behind me, and, of course, my family are just there. Sweet, I'm going to go sit by the window behind. Everyone's a winner. So we all switch around. <laughs> so I go the aisle, this, the row back, and I'm sat by the window next to this 12, 13 year old kid who, for the entire flight, elbowed me in the head. <laughs> oh. Emptied his entire bag twice, like shoes out, everything, loaded it all back together. Then emptied it again. Then the colouring book came out. Then the tray came down. Then all this food came out. And I thought, I'm going to be wearing that in a minute. You know, he had Cokes on there and all this food. He's chomping his way through it. Sandwiches. I had, like, crumbs all over me. At one, at one point, I had to say to him, 
I was like, excuse me, dude. I was like really kind about it, but I was like, excuse me, dude. Do you think you could just like keep your elbows a bit lower because you keep sort of catching me in the in the head? <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing? Like eating like this? How tall was he? Well, because he had a bag on his lap. I mean, we're, so now for the people oh, who can't see like it, yeah, yeah, Lisa's got her arm. <laughs> So he's like rummaging his bag and it's like elbows hit me in the face and stuff like that. So I even said to him, do you, do you think you could just try <laughs> stop and bump me? And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So I was like, yeah, cool, okay. So when we get there, we, we you know, we get out, the, get out of the aircraft, get to the, the hotel, the sun's out, everything's cool. But of course, we're now in holiday mode, but we've all been up since 1.30 in the morning. You've got two teenage kids, right, let's get in the pool. My wife is all I want to do is relax. We spent a lot of money on this holiday, lay down and relax. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, I feel like I want to read my book. Well, we need to chat, you know. It's like, <laughs> and this is where I'm saying, you know, everyone's got something they want to get out of the holiday, and and basically it all got sort of balled up into by the by the end of day two, it was like at a point where we just needed to level out and say, right, guys, enough. We all want different stuff out of this holiday. Ollie, my 14 year old lad, I know it's his aim to break my nose with a football when we go on holiday by pelting it at me in the swimming pool as hard as he can and I'm like but that I don't really want that to happen you know I like these Oakley sunglasses and if you could try not to break them that'd be great you know um and it it was great you know we had such a good time and it was all cool but this is all the stuff of, I remember a doctor saying to me a long time ago when I was in my late 20s and I was having the sort of start of some mental health issues and saying, oh, I feel, you know, I'm stressed out. I feel like I need a holiday. He said to me, if you need a holiday, that's only going to add to your stress. What you need to do <laughs> is take a football to a field with a blanket and a picnic. That is stress-free. Going on holiday oh. is not stress-free. And <laughs> I'm not having it. I am not having the picnics are stress-free. I'm not. I, no. So, oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah, that is true. Picnics aren't you stress. You got your wasps. Oh, you got your wasps. You got your 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 dogs. You know, your, you know the, the bit of dog summit. You've got normally got a forgotten utensil, haven't you? So it's like someone goes, "Oh, do you want some baguette?" And here's some rock hard butter. <laughs> oh, I forgot the knives. So here's a spoon to try and. It's a plastic spoon, by the way. I mean, ah, oh. <laughs> and that snap. Yeah, exactly. Picnics, mate. He was a quack. <laughs> so then the actual rant of this story is all-inclusive meals now i don't know if you guys have ever done all-inclusive i'm going all-inclusive tomorrow right the worst people in there are the old dears watch out for the old dears <laughs> honestly it's like a furious conor mcgregor <laughs> like he was the he was like the mixed martial arts champion wasn't he these old ladies they go in there they keep their elbows high as well they're shoving you out of the way <laughs> I saw one woman, she's got like this, you know, six purple rinse going on, and she had like 17 boiled eggs on one plate. But loading up with, she's got curry, eggs, chips, carrots, all of this stuff heaped up there like that. Sits down, takes two mouthfuls and full. Yeah. Keep yourself safe without a doubt. I think we're going to go out for dinner a bit because it's quite cheap in Turkey, apparently. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is the sun lounges. You've got to either sleep on your sun lounges or set your alarm for 4.30 in the morning. Oh, dang. That's a that's a massive battle to the point where you just want to, you know, you rock up at half nine, you know, reasonable time to get out of bed and have something to eat, get down <laughs> to the pool. OK, we're not sitting anywhere then because there's empty seats and towels everywhere. <laughs> Again, that's not that's not on, is it? No. Uh, the last hotel we went to in Ibiza, they stopped people. So if people were there was someone on like towel patrol. If people had towels on their beds, but they weren't on them, they took them off and took them back to reception. One person did actually get that done because we yeah. got down there at about 8.45 and by three o'clock they still weren't there. 
So someone yeah. came out and moved it. And then flight home, that was cool. Apart from the same kid then sat behind me. No. Yeah, same kid um, <laughs> slurping his drink. He got up at one point and punched me in the head from the seat oh, behind. Like, I'm right, you remember me? So I, I was thinking about there should be some rules. The, the, safe, the Get rid of the safety brief. No one listens to it anyway. No one cares about the safety brief. I mean, if your plane dies, you're kind of at it anyway, aren't you? They put you in the brace position so that they die, so that you die. <laughs> I don't know about that, Lise. They do. If you didn't go in the brace position, you'd probably survive. So they'd make you brace and then... Is that, is that just a, a bit of an urban myth? That is an absolute urban myth. Yeah, the impact will make you break your spine and you're probably going to die. Whereas if you don't do that, you might survive. And then they're going to have you like sue the airline because you're injured. Right, Lise, that is an absolute urban myth, without a doubt. You've only got a lap belt on. So the first... And planes don't crash backwards, do they? So the only way you're going to go <laughs> is forwards. So the lap belt is only going to hold you in the seat. You've got nothing to hold your shoulders. So you're stopping. You're, you're hinging forwards, you know? I don't know. Urban myth, without a doubt. Brace position. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, what they should do is sit everyone backwards <laughs> because that would be a lot better, wouldn't it? If they turn or stand up. Weren't they going to take seats out on like an easy jet flight or something? So you just stood up. Oh, that sounds like that's got Ryanair written all over it. Ryanair, do fly your own, I think. <laughs> So the rules from now on should be sit down, face forward, be quiet, keep your personal space to yourself, only get up once for your bag and once for the toilet. That's it. Yeah, I never put my bag in the overhead locker. I always put it under my seat because I always want stuff out of it. I'm always like, oh, I need... Is my passport still in there even though I've only just put it in two seconds ago? <laughs> I used to drive Russell insane. I'd be like, have I, got my, have I got my passport? Have I got this? Have I got my money? Have I got my phone? Have I got this? And then I'd get to the gate and be like, I don't know where my boy well, the other thing is, how many times do people need to pee? We're on a reg, you know, it's like a, it was a four hour flight and I think we did it in three hours 50. The mother of the boy behind me who punched me in the head, she was up four times, man. They should do a bladder <laughs> check. You know, if your bladder isn't strong enough for this four hour flight, you shouldn't get on it. One girl, after about three hours, goes into the toilet with no shoes on, just socks. Oh. 300 people, you, that oh. must be like a urinal on a in a pub on a Sunday morning and she's going in there with socks on. Gross. Honestly, these people are animals. Don't fly easy jet. <laughs> oh, I'll, yeah, take right. <laughs> I'll take that out. I'll take that out. I'll let you know what my flight's like next week. <laughs> but here's a question. Who owns the armrest? So when you sit next to someone, who owns that bit? Hang on. So the person near the aisle's got one on that side, haven't they? So it should be your left arm. Because the person by the window hasn't got, hasn't got two. No, the person by the window has got the window. Yeah, but they haven't got an armrest. But the person by the aisle has got an armrest and an armrest. Yeah, see, there you go. No, there is no answer. I think it's left. Do you get in and boss both armrests and say, these are mine, no one's having them? Yeah, kind of. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> Lise, you told us you had some news that we don't know about. I did have some news. Normally, you guys have got the exciting news. Have you guys heard of Emily Coxhead and her Happy News newspaper? I have. I've seen the Happy News newspaper. The Happy News newspaper. What? That's the name. Happy News newspaper. So she only reports happy news because she's fed up of like the world. The Brave and Determined Company are going to feature in issue 26 as the Everyday Heroes. Oh my oh, God, wow. that is amazing. Well, we didn't know that. Ordered us all a coffee. It's coming to, the, in my, to my house. And yeah, so I nominated you guys as Everyday Heroes. We get that paper. Yeah, a friend of oh, Nate bought bought her a subscription for her birthday or Christmas or something. Oh, oh well, you got two. You got two this month. <laughs> yeah, but that's fine because I can sign a copy for her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for your wife, I'm sure she'd be so pleased. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you're oh be man, that lease. That's lovely. Thanks so much for that. That's really kind. So yeah, 
It's the people who kind of make the world a better place and for charities, organisations, people who are doing nice things in the world. And us. You guys. And the Brave and Determined Company. Oh, that's so sweet. That's great. I've got some exciting news for us. That's really cool. And check us out on our website, which is www.badco.uk. So go on there and have a look. Yeah. Lise, you had a funny story as well, you said. <laughs> Another funny story. You don't have to tell us. You don't have to tell us. No, no, it is funny. Like I've, I've told a couple of people. So um, it was Nebworth this weekend, wasn't it? Liam Gallagher did a Nebworth gig, which looked pretty good. And so my friend Rob went, put some pictures on Facebook. I thought, oh, I like that because it looks like he's had a nice time. And in this photo, I thought, oh, he looks like he's got a new girlfriend. So I, was, I looked at them on Facebook. So I'll give that a like, you know, he's taken his first. Says, then went on Instagram and saw the same photos. And I was scrolling through and I thought, that's not Rob in that photo. Because that looks like Russell and his new girlfriend. <laughs> but Rob and Russell look really similar in both pictures. And because they were like one after the other, and I was just quickly flicking through, I didn't realise it was <laughs> and his new girlfriend of the photo that I'd like. So I had to go back on Facebook. Oh. Unlike it. Because I was like, people are going to be like, why the hell is she liking a picture of her? Her ex fella. <laughs> and his new girlfriend at a gig. So I was just like, oh my God. I was so like... This is just the story of my life. Did you send a message to say sorry about that? No, because I just thought, because he wouldn't know that I unliked it. Because you only get a notification to say someone's liked a post, don't you? So if you unlike it, he wouldn't. Social media is is hard, isn't it? I know. And I was just like, it was the fact that I was on Instagram. And I was like flicking through and I was like, that's not Rob. I was like, look at that. I was like, that's Rob. But that's not Rob. And I was like, oh my God. You know when like, your blood runs cold? Oh, <laughs> man. And you're like, oh! That's what's going to me. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to go back and unlike that. So yeah, so if Rob is listening by some chance, sorry, mate. I did like the fact that you went to Nebworth. So was Rob at Nebworth as well? With Russell, yeah. So they're friends as well. Oh, I see. So they went together. And yeah, but he looked, they look really similar in these photos. So they both got sunglasses on, both got similar hair. And I think they both had like a blue top on. So in <laughs> Well, it's just, oh it's a note for the lads, you know, give, give each other the heads up and don't wear the same stuff. It's not your fault. Well, Lisa, yeah. Careful. Why, no. why are you going dressed as the same? Exactly. So, yeah, so that was a bit of, I was like, oh, my God, why do these things happen to me? No one else does these sort of things. That's pretty funny, though. So, yeah. Oh, nice work. Nice work. Are you going to sing us out, Lise? Oh, what shall we have, though? What song? Are you actually going to do it? Is this now a thing? This could be a thing. Send in your request. You just you just said about Nebworth, please. So uh Oh yes, it's gotta be an uh, oasis tune. Yeah, champagne supernova, please. Yeah. I want oh. the whole thing though. We've got five <laughs> minutes left, so <laughs> I don't know which one I you know, I was never a massive Oasis fan. Slowly walking down the hall, that one. Is that you know? the faster than a cannibal? Where you and we were getting high. Someday you will find me. The landslide <laughs> of a champagne supernova in the sky. I'm oh, so brilliant. Down. I'm so sorry. No, I'm don't be down. sorry, Lisa. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, fair play. Yeah. Fair play. And on that bombshell. So, do you know what? I'm, I'm like the celebrity karaoke after Love Island. That's what I thought. Oh, <laughs> I should I be done that. We haven't talked about Live Island. I haven't started watching it yet because we're we've only just got back. Halves. Oh, you need to catch up. Honestly, I am not watching it. I am not watching it. Does Nate watch? For the it? good of the no. pod, doesn't no. she? No, I tell you what. Last year, I was like, Nick, this is utter litter. Why are you watching this? <laughs> and then after about episode three, I'm like, so what's going on? 
<laughs> I'm like, so he's with her. Yeah, I'm like, so is he with her? Or is it but he was with her the other day? Oh yeah, were well, they like I mean as a Liverpool fan as well, Michael Owen's daughter's in it. No, because I just the whole premise, I just don't like the idea of it. And I've never seen it, and I know I shouldn't judge something <gasps> I've never seen or experienced, but I'm pretty sure I hate it regardless. And I just yeah, I'm not sure. And it's got it's got some uh, some dark things that have come of Love Island. Which, yeah, there um, are. Yeah. There are. Bad news. And I don't, yeah, it's just it's just not for me. You know, the mass dancer all day long. No, the mass singer, not the dancer. That was oh, bad. no, see, I'm not into that. But in the end, I was like, Nick, hurry up. <laughs> Love Island's it's on. on. You're missing it. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I've got a text. <laughs> yeah, I'm well into it. Love it. Anyway, on that bombshell of my love for Love Island... I've just noticed that actually, and it's a shame uh, we're not a vi- visual experience because you were wearing sunglasses on your holiday, weren't you? No, don't know what you do. Hand <laughs> Oh, look at them! <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know. Whether, I don't know. I don't know. Whether, I think it's the light in here. I think it's the light makes it, look, it looks like I've been skiing, doesn't it? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one's going to see me because I'm not going out because I'm not very well. So. Yeah. Uh... Anyway, guys, thanks very much. It's been really cool to catch up with you. Lise, have a lovely holiday. Harbs, I'll see you in the box. And keep in touch. Love you guys. Take care. Bye. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye-bye.